Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Miss Black, your host, and uh, today we're going to be speaking about Series I bonds. So in October, the, you know, financial, personal finance world was like all a titter with Series I bonds. And so I, you know, on my IG feed, I just kept seeing Series I bonds, Series I bonds, and I decided to do some research on the series I bond and actually purchased one before the purchase deadline um, of November 1st. And it really isn't a purchase deadline because you can purchase a series I bond at any time. But on November 1st, the Treasury announced the new interest rate for a series I bond and in October, well, from May 1st to October 31st, the series I bond was at the highest interest rate it had ever been, which is 9.62%. And so uh, I started to do my research and it's one of the times that I got a case of FOMO, fear of missing out. And I didn't necessarily want to miss this ship sailing. And one of the reasons that I was excited, and I know that I had this acute sense of FOMO was because the Series I bond is issued by the United States government. And so no matter what you think with elections and those sorts of things about our government, we are one of the most stable economies in the world and a leading economy. And so as I am a slow investor, and I am a very cautious investor. I like stability and security and investing in the United States government to me seemed like a pretty sure bet. So hearing that these bonds were at 9.62%, I thought this is a great um, investment to make. And so I busily did research to find out if it really made sense for me and decided after doing some research that I would invest in it. It was not on my radar before all the influencers. And I'm just being really transparent with you about it because sometimes we hear about things that are too good to be true and we blindly invest in them. And that is not what this is. And I am not an investment advisor. I'm just giving you this information for educational purposes for two reasons. One, I want you to know what the Series I bond is. And two, give you some things to consider when you hear about investments that may seem to be too good to be true. So 
let me at first tell you what a Series I bond is. So Series I bonds are issued by the United States government. The first bond was issued in 1998, and it was designed to protect you or your money from inflation or hedge against inflation. The interest rate, they have two interest rate. The Series I bond has two interest rates. One is a fixed interest rate, and the other is a semi-annual interest rate that changes on November 1st and May 1st of every year. So they announce, and that's why there was such a brouhaha around in October about the Series I bond because the bond interest had risen to 9.62%, which is the highest interest rate it had ever had since its inception. And that is because inflation has been so high in the U.S., which is not a good thing, but it's hard, especially for us little people to figure out like, what can I invest in that will keep up with the rate of inflation? And a Series I bond is one of those vehicles that was designed to do specifically that. So that is what a Series I bond is. Now, what are the rules that, oh, one other thing about the Series I bond is that the interest rate is locked in for six months. So if you purchase that bond on October 1st, whether you or purchase it on October 31st, the bond rate of 9.62% was locked in and it will be locked in for the next six months. It will change in the case because I bought mine in October, it will change in April um, of next year. The rate will go to what the current rate is. And so in November, the government announces the interest rate in November and in April. So on November 1st, the interest rate for a Series I bond dropped to 6.89%, which is still higher than the interest rate for most FDIC banks, which is 0.21%. So this is the reason that people invest in series I, I bonds. So here are the rules. You can invest up to $15,000 a year in a series I bond. That is $10,000 in electric I bonds, which can be purchased at treasurydirect.gov or $5,000 in paper I bonds, which can only be purchased with your tax refund. So when you apply, you, you process your taxes in April, there is a place on the form where you can indicate that you would like to utilize your return to purchase Series I bonds, in which case you will be sent a paper bond. Now, some of the other rules is that earnings will be taxed at the for federal income tax purposes, not for state and local. And the owner of the bond is responsible for paying, for reporting that tax either yearly or they can wait until they redeem or sell the bond and then pay the tax on the earnings at that time. Series I, I bonds 
mature after 20 years, but then you can extend it by another 10 years and still collect interest on it. So you can collect interest on it all the way up until 30 years on that bond. Now, if you use the earnings and the bond, like if when you redeem it, you use it for higher educational expenses, then you don't even have to pay federal taxes on it. So those are the rules to the Series I bonds. Now, some of this is a rule and a con of the Series I bond is that you can't sell it for at least a year unless you qualify for the Treasury's um, emergency you meet the treasury's emergency requirements to sell it before a year. The other thing is if you sell it before five years, you forfeit the last three months of interest. What does that mean? If you hold it for a year and then you sell it, you will only get nine months of interest. If you hold it for four years and 11 months, you will only get four years and eight months of interest. After five years, if you sell it, you will get all five years of interest that the bond has earned. So you will, to maximize it, you definitely want to be able to, whatever money you invest in a Series I bond, not need it for five years to gain the most interest. Um well, not the most interest possible, but at least where you don't have to forfeit any of the interest that you're for the month, the time of that your money has been tied up in the bond. The other thing about it is it's not, you know, you know what it is, it's tied to inflation. So if inflation is down, you're not earning as much interest on it as you would in this case where inflation is high, which is how and why the bond was initially designed. And so that is what it is. It's a bond issued by the United States government. Basically, you're saying, I'm lending you this money, government, for you know at least a year, or five years, and because of it, you're going to pay me interest. This interest is going to adjust twice a year. The new interest rates are announced twice a year as well, November 1st and May 1st. But your year is on when you purchased it. So because I purchased the bond in October, my interest, I will earn 9.62% for the next six months. And then in April, it will switch to the 6.89 interest. And it will be there for six months, which would be next October. We won't know what the May interest rate adjustment will be until May 1st. And then next October, my bond will switch to that interest rate, all in service of keeping up with inflation. Now, let's go back to my FOMO. So I was like, this is, seems like a great investment. It 
hit my volatility, comfortability. So I don't like high uh, volatility in what I invest in. I am what people refer to as a turtle investor, a slow investor. Uh, I, I think it's my temperament. It's also because I am the breadwinner and soul earner in my family. And so I'm always concerned that I can meet all my financial needs, but I still want my money to grow. I realize that sticking it in a savings account, especially over the past five years or so, definitely losing money with the rate of inflation. So and I realize I have to invest my money, but I, I'm just a little bit more on the conservative side when it comes to those investments. And before I purchased my series Ivon, I did a lot of research. I not only did the research because, you know, it was something that I was investing in, but it was something that I knew that I would be sharing with you all my process, but I wanted to be transparent that it was almost FOMO. And oftentimes as teachers, you know, we hear about, you know, great investment opportunities, but if you don't understand it, you shouldn't invest in it. And so I've read articles from Money Magazine, from Forbes Magazine. The Treasury um, has a great site on um, I-bonds, the history, how they work, and also how the interest is tabulated. Because although I've shared with you that there are two interest rates, there's a fixed and there is a semi-annual rate, the way the composite interest rate is tabulated, there's a formula for it. It's not direct. And so that format composite rate equals fixed rate plus two times semi-annual rate plus fixed rate times semi-annual rate. And so that will be in the show notes. The Treasury Department has a great bond calculator on it on the website so you could just plug your numbers in there but for those of you who like to do the pen and paper you know go for it the the formula will be in the notes so what gave me this sense of FOMO so if I purchased the I-bond by October 31st which I did semi-annual rate was 9.2%. The fixed rate was 0%, which meant it would never drop below 0%. Um, and basically whatever the semi-annual rate is what I'm earning. So that was the, which is the highest it's ever been. Now, on November 1st, that rate, the semi-annual rate went down to 6.89%. And the fixed rate rose to zero four percent so that was a change the highest the fixed rate has ever been is 3.6 percent back in 2020 now you continue to earn the fixed rate the entire time that you hold this bond and so when you're calculating the composite rate you look at the fixed rate and the semi-annual rate to composite to um know what that rate is. And so people who bought these Series I bonds back in May 2020 have basically a composite rate 
of 13%. So these, this investment is, you know, very interesting. And when in doing my research, when I saw that, I figured I had nothing to lose. So I took $500 and I bought a $500 I bond. And it was something I learned about. It It was a new investment for me. I could afford to, to utilize that $500 or I can afford to not touch that $500 for at least five years. But in the spirit of um, sharing this process or these investments with you, I'm also going to track if I had invested the $500 in the S&P in an S&P 500 index fund um, over the year and what it would look like if I just put it in a high yield savings account, which my current one is earning 0.2% interest and see where we are. So this will be definitely be an episode for next year to compare those three options because that's generally how I invest. I'm a slow investor. I like um, things that have less volatility. And I encourage you to share whether you've invested, um, if you would invest in the Series I bond, the new rate of 6.89% and fixed rate of 0.04 is still a lucrative um, interest rate. And I'm not here to advise you, but you may hear about it now and say like, oh, it's 6.89%. This is something that I would be interested in as well. It is another investment option for you as people are always like, what should I invest in? What I'm not telling you what to invest in. I'm just here to share your investment options with you. And in this case, I could be really transparent about my experience with investing in the Series I bond. Uh, so to, you know, my process was I did research. Then I went to treasurydirect.gov um, to purchase the bond. And I can tell you in late October, trying to do, get on that site was really, really challenging and really difficult. It seemed like everybody and their mother was on there. And they even had a warning note that if you had attempted to purchase your bond at this time, they couldn't guarantee that it would go through by October 31st, which um, they don't predict what the next interest rate was. So I was fortunate enough to get in that way. And so the bond is there and I can see it. Um, as you know, I'm not one of those people who check on um, my investment. I try to check quarterly, um, if not yearly. In the case of this bond, I will probably check it in six months um, in May when the interest rate will adjust again, just to kind of see where it is. And then I'll do an episode on where it is, what would have happened with this $500 had I invested in the S&P 500 um, index fund and what it would look like if I had invested it in a regular um, high yield savings account just to see like what the options are. When thinking about investing, you have to know what your time horizon is. So when will you need this money? What type of you know return do you need for whatever your savings goal is, whether it's 
a down payment on a house, a car, um, regular savings, all those things impact what you invest in and why. But those are the questions that you should ask yourself before investing in anything. If you don't understand how it works, don't invest in it. Plain and simple. And also don't let FOMO lead you down the wrong path. I'm totally honest in that, you know, I was experiencing um, a bit of FOMO in, in the desire to purchase this. And I felt like it's the U.S. government I can afford. I'm not jumping off, you know, a cliff by investing in this. And I can afford to not touch this money for the next five years. So those were all the things that I considered when making this investment. So what would be the highest leverage step when it comes to purchasing a Series I bond? Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Google is your friend. I was able to Google several um, resources for the purchasing of the iBond. The uh, articles I read, I will link in the show notes, but I read an article in Money Magazine, in Forbes Magazine, and on the U.S. Treasury site about iBonds as well as I spoke um, actually to a coworker or two who knew what they were and had invested in them before. So those were the re- that's the research that I did. I also knew that I wouldn't need this money um, for the next five years, so minimally. So I was willing to put that in for that reason. So your first action step, do the research. Do you understand it? Does it make sense for you? And that's the approach you should take whenever you are thinking about investing. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope it was helpful. Remember, stay in the black. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website, at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...